Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. RGM. 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 Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's RGM, baby. How I feel.
the people who are willing to listen to top billing. Chilling is an automatic blowing from the ceiling. I hang watching snakes show their true colors peeling. Four skins, four men hold up this building. Earth, wind, fire, water, secrets I'm concealing. I'm spiritual and soulful, don't matter what you're dealing. I'm seeing through your deck a cause of fog. I am piercing from the land of free thinkers, kings and sharp spades. The Nephilim superior, I'm opposite of a slave. The reader suggested lyricists flow crazy for days. If your face ain't on my page, you probably stuck in the maze. So if you want to come out your cage and express a little rage against the system that degrades and traps us in this phase, then follow me, follow me, let's go. Follow me, follow me, let's go. Follow people.
And this is your brother, Jamal, sitting in for Blackwater, the Meta Magician. And this is another episode of Tips and Tricks Tuesday. Send a shout out to visionaries of this platform, the God, Dr. Aline Bay, his goddess, Kadira L. Bay. Another shout out to the good brother, Blackwater, the Meta Magician. Brother Fahim L. And to all of you First World Order radio listeners out there. Thanks for joining in this evening. If you're listening online and you want to call in and get into the queue uh, and listen in and ask questions or make comments, the call-in number is 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Once again, you are tuned in to First World Order Radio. Today's date is March 7th, 2017. Always tons of interesting things going on in the world. But before we get into our meal for this evening, first, uh, send a shout out to my wife, who holds a brother down, and um, as we say down here in Texas, cuts for a brother, because you ain't going to find too many people in this world that are cut for you. Also, send a shout out to my mother, another very important woman in my life, who also cuts for me. So, recognize my my children this evening, you know, who uh, also cut for their daddy. And all these people provide unconditional love, so, which is, uh, and that word is something that's just thrown around and used so loosely, you know, and um, we've become such a facade society. It's all about sounding right, looking right, but no substance. So um, it means nothing to go around telling people that you love them. It's about what can they feel, you know, and love is knowledge. To know someone, to understand someone, and to respect them and to Admire them whether they're up or down. That is love. So, always a privilege to be on the platform. Um, always uh, feel thankful to have a, another chance to get on here and express some of the things that are running through my head and some of the things I'm experiencing and just to share some some thoughts to always attempt to push the envelope. We're supposed to be scientists and we're supposed to be forever in a school or university 
as long as we are in these corporal outfits called bodies. We're supposed to be constantly pushing towards the next frontier. We should never get complacent. So tonight we're going to keep pushing, keep pushing. It might offend some people. It might uh, leave some people in confusion or may leave you in awe or maybe something you can agree with. Either way, we hope that whatever you feel will lead to some type of thought pattern that will help stretch you from where you are at the current state. Want to bring to y'all's attention and also send a shout out to a sister down here in Dallas named Cerelia and Sister Frances here down in Dallas who have uh, been very supportive uh, with their energy and their efforts. And um, Sister Cerelia in particular has organized with the help of her brother in Indianapolis a dynamic event that we're going to be putting on in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're bringing some inner sanctum funk from the southwest of the country all the way up to Indy. So, if you're in Indianapolis, you need to get your schedule cleared right now. Get your schedule cleared and get this date locked in on your schedule for April 8th, 2017. We will be in Indianapolis at the Unity Center, 2163 North. Illinois Street. That's 46202. That's a Saturday, April 8th, from 4 to 8 p.m. And yours truly will be lecturing on the topic of Awakening Minds, Cracking the Bible Code. Awakening Minds, Cracking the Bible Code. This is an event that you do not want to miss regardless of where you are in your studies or your journey. If you ain't studying nothing, you need to be there. If you're a well-studied person, you need to be there. Even if you're a teacher, you need to be there because there will be something for everybody. We're going to straight up golden corral this thing. It's going to be a buffet, and you're going to be able to just come and eat and eat and eat until you get your feel, as we say, in North Carolina. So April 8th, 4 p.m., once again, we'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana, at Unity Center, 2163 North Illinois Street, 46202, free parking, of course. You can even bring in a horse and buggy. You can, you can ride a big wheel. You can ride a tricycle, whatever you need to do to get to the place. Make sure you're there. It's only a $15 fee or admission to come and get a bucket load of science. 
I ain't going to hold back. Coming a long way. So I'm not going to come up there to, to shuck and jive with folk. I'm going to give you more than what you're paying for. So if you're in Cincinnati, if you're in Louisville, Kentucky, if you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, if you're in the Lexington, Kentucky area, or even Chi-Town, find a way to get to Indianapolis on April 8th so you can partake of the show enough buffet that's going to be spread. The Gnosis will be in town speaking on awakening minds, cracking the Bible code. Now, some of the things we're going to touch on will cover different accounts of the creation story. First, before I even go there, let me say, why is it do we have to crack the Bible code? Because us so-called conscious people, sometimes we tend to get on our bully pulpit and we beat down on, quote, unquote, Christians. And um, we don't provide an avenue or a bridge for someone to transition from being an organized religion, even if, whether it be Christian, excuse me, Christianity, Islam, or whatever, over to a higher understanding of spirituality. So I have seen this 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 gulf. Uh, or this gaping fissure that exists between the, uh, the religious sex and the metaphysical world. You know, you're, you're asking a lot of people who've been conditioned for so much of their lives to just abandon that program and then just jump over here into something new. So the Bible is the bridge because it's something that people are familiar with. It's something that they've grown accustomed to. So why don't we go in the book that people are familiar with and make it come alive and then show them how other texts tie in to build a larger, more uh, enormous structure to show them how this book is only a piece of something greater. But first you start there. The way that we're going to approach this information, it's going to be edifying for whatever level you're at, you know, even if you're advanced, because we're going to get into some advanced concepts. The key is when you understand something, you ought to be able to make it to where a five-year-old can understand it even something that's super advanced. My daddy taught me that early on as a writer. He said, don't try to write over people's heads. You write so that on a level so that anyone can understand no matter how complex the subject is you're writing on. I take that same approach to delivering information when I'm speaking. So have your face in the place we're going to talk about. Also, the origins and formation of religion, Catholicism, Protestant Reformation. We'll touch on some of those things. We're going to provide a critical assessment of the scripture regarding the metaphysical meanings. 
I'm also going to touch on hermetic philosophy. And always, always, I will be leaning hard on etymology, origin of words, because that is tantamount to understanding scripture. Uh, How did the ancients hide our sacred sciences in those various stories? We'll uncover some of that. And, of course, I always deal with eschatology in time studies because that's what it all boils down to. What's the end goal? And that's what we're going to deal with tonight, eschatology, something that many times we don't want to delve into, but it is necessary and a must that we do that. Now, before we get into uh, our, uh, our share for this evening, one more thing needs to be brought to your attention. This month, First World Order Radio presents 2017 United Wachita Healing and Law Expo. This is hosted by Dr. Aleem L. Bay. and his goddess, Kadira L. Bay. This event will be March 17th, 18th, and 19th. This is a must-attend event. For all of you who will be in the area or wherever you're coming from, you definitely don't want to miss this event. You need to call 910-364-9099 to get more information or to go ahead and reserve your space. Time is running out. So, you know, we've got about 10 days before this uh, major event begins where you're going to be on uh, Dr. and Sister Kadira's land and eating some good raw food and basically getting a spiritual rejuvenation. So definitely reach out. Call 910-364-9099 to find out how you can be at this event. So for this evening, we're going to get right on into it. topic is going to be the occult technology of black power. The occult technology of black power. So here's how I look at things. Each of us has roles and missions and jobs that we have to do. All of them are equally important. Everybody's job is important, and everybody's methodology, be it sound, is important and needed, necessary. But in that, what we are reminded is that all different avenues, all different approaches are necessary as well. Because it gives balance. You know, you remember when, and let's just take radio in the 80s. There was more balance on the radio. You didn't have the payola as acute as it would become in the, I guess, the 90s and into the new millennium. Um, And you had more balance on the radio. You know, you have a little R&B, you have, even in the genre of rap, you had different types of rap, you know. 
Now there's only one thing. There's only one side. So there's an imbalance. You know, every song you hear sounds the same. When it comes to this information, we want to make sure that we are striving to maintain a degree of balance. So with that said, for every 10 conversations about life in a connotative sense, and I'll explain that in a, in a bit, what I mean by life in a connotative sense. For every 10 conversations we have about life, we need to have at least one regarding death. Just one. Now, and I'll explain where I'm coming from. But first, let me say, as I've said before, I am nothing else if not contradictory. Tonight will be no different from that reality that I am a walking contradiction because I'm going to talk about death tonight, which will be part of our conversation. But here's the reality. I also have children. I got a wife, you know, and the common idea is that I should be focused on their futures. And to a degree, I am focused on their futures. But it's a little different, my focus, than the average person. How can I have children and a wife and, you know, a family and just, you know, and still be take a certain amount of time to focus on death. And I'm not just talking about having a good insurance policy in place. I'm talking about focusing on just the the preparation and almost the anticipation of that period of existence. We'll get into that. Also, here's another contradiction. I'm a health and fitness professional. You know, I'm a personal trainer. But, you know, I'm always working with people on, you know, getting in better shape and uh, redirecting their habits and lifestyle and getting them back on track. How can I be focused on death? That's an awful contradiction. But I'll, I'll, I'll bring up an analogy here that I've used before months ago on this platform that our understanding of our existence here in three-dimensional reality can be summed up by salt and sugar. You know, salt is uh, used as a preservative. There's an excellent book just on salt. You need to, it's it's a good read. It's got a lot of historical stuff and a lot of just cool little facts about salt. It's called Salt, A World History by Mark 
Kurlansky. It talks about the development of fishing industry up and down the Mediterranean and so forth, down into Africa. But we see how salt was such a precious commodity in the ancient in the ancient world. That's where we get the term salary from, from salt. Original salary would be paid in salt. So salt's a preservative, right? Well, what is sugar then? Sugar is used to ferment or basically rot, rot things. And if we sit and look at those two, um, that mineral and that sugar, the mineral salt and sugar, we'll get an understanding on how we can see beyond the surface contradiction that seems to exist based on the scenarios I've just laid out. Because salt is equivalent to the maintenance of your body while you're in this reality, the maintenance of your finances, the maintenance of your car, the maintenance of your house, the common sense things you got to do, uh, the, the teaching of your children, the, the care for your spouse. That would be the salt aspect of life. But then there's also the sugar. The sugar is dealing with your spiritual development because your soul is a heavy, dense substance that fell down into your body in a, a rotting, decaying state so that it could ferment and transmutate and to become something greater so that that grape could, could rot, ferment, and eventually become wine. And that would be the death aspect. When you're focusing on that aspect of your being, you're dealing with death because something has to die or transition for it to become something greater. So not only are we going to talk about death in the literal sense, but death death also in a spiritual sense. And with that said, we have to understand cycles. You know, a cycle is multifaceted. It can start a journey. You know, uh, and it's a journey of discovery, but that journey still culminates in understanding. So we can say that the start to the journey would be the connotative sense of what we call life and the learning that occurs throughout their life, and it culminates in understanding, and that understanding is, is, is the equivalent of death, not just physical death, but death of the last cycle or the previous cycle. We also can equate death as the ending of a chapter leading to a new chapter. The end of a chapter 
leading to a new chapter. I want you to keep that in your mind. So we're going to come back to that. It's the end of a chapter, and it's leading into a new chapter. So one quick comment. I was looking at a video that recently went up. I think Serious Times put it up on YouTube. And it's a new Bobby Hemmett video. It's a new old Bobby you know. Old Bobby Hemmett video, but newly posted. And uh, he's in Charlotte in this one. I can't remember, but this was just, he's kind of doing a Q&A. And a guy leaves a comment on the video to the nature of, He's learned all he can from Bobby, and he's experienced all there is. Basically, is what he's saying. He's done all the magic. He's astral traveled, and you know he's you know, and he's and he kind of posts a, I guess it maybe is rhetorical, but it seemed like it was straightforward question. He says now he wants to know, well, where do you go now? You know, I've done all that. I've ma-, and basically it's like he's kind of saying he's mastered all that. You know, what's the next step? And I posted, I said, the more that you're looking for is the more that you're looking for. Just the mere fact that you're looking for more is the more. That's the secret. But then I thought about it more, no pun intended, and I I thought, I said, you know, if you're looking outside of yourself for some form of stimulation or some leadership to guide you to your next step, then you got to revisit whether you actually got the message from Bobby Hemmett in the first place, which was one of his primary messages was follow nobody, lead yourself. So that means if, if you've gotten so far, you've acquired so much, then that means you're supposed, at this point, you're supposed to be well equipped to Plot your your course from there to plot how you're going to move forward. So maybe somebody else is out there feeling that way. Like you've 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 heard you've you've listened to nine billion lectures and you've got all the DVDs and all the YouTube videos and this and that and you understand the concepts. So where do you go now? One thing I've learned that you never master this stuff. And the moment we think we've mastered it is the moment we're showing that we really don't understand it. Because here's my thing. As long as we're still here having to pay taxes, traffic fines, having to buy bottled water and all of the other things that come along with this existence, we obviously ain't made it yet. Because the minute one of us really, really does really break through and make it, make it, then this won't be here. I'm foreshadowing a little bit to the end of our conversation, but So I just want to throw that out there to something to chew on. Again, our job is to keep pushing the envelope. 
to keep searching for the final doorway and to stretch our minds and our perspectives. That is our job. So, met some new clients Sunday. And it turns out, you know, going to do a little consultation and Actually, it's a lady I used to train like 10 years ago and her cousin. And as it turns out, you know, there's some, they had a degree of consciousness because the older lady was talking about how she just can't get into the whole church thing anymore, you know, and how a lot of her family doesn't understand it and, or their family. And the cousin was there and she you know, she wasn't spooked out. She was kind of echoing some similar sentiments as far as questioning the validity of some of the things that we've been taught as good old Christians. So I was a little amazed by that. So I'm being careful, sitting back and listening and picking my words because I'm like, I ain't trying to mess up no money by going in and trying to go too deep. So I just let them talk in and we got around to First, she was talking about her food consumption and basically saying she struggles because she gets bored and she just want to have us some wine and, and and eat and get a drink on. And she's like, maybe I just need to just find something to keep myself busy. And I told her I didn't really think that was the best uh, method to take of just finding something to keep herself busy. Because I told her, if you had a point in your life where you're not having to stay busy all the time, then that is a luxury. Because most people are so inundated with busy work, whether it be through their job, through their family life, just constantly busy constantly busy doing shit that don't really amount to nothing. Got to get the kids over here. Get over here. Got to pick up mama. Got to go over here. Got to have this report done. And you sit back and look at the end. It's like, what was life? My life was nothing but a series of rushing here and rushing there to get something done. Being frustrated, you know, being stressed out. That's what life. So I told her, no, I don't. I don't think that's. A, I said, you just got to go inside. I said, this time is valuable. You got time on your hands. That's what you need. You just need to redirect what you're doing with your time. And in some kind of way, we got talking about death. And she went on to say that how she didn't agree with. Uh, Praying for folk who are at death's door and because uh, basically you're doing it for selfish reasons because you want to keep them on this side for your own selfish reasons, which she was right. And she kind of got the scoring on the on the cousin because that's why I told y'all when Uncle so-and-so was on his deathbed and y'all were praying and this and that and, you know, and the cousin kind of looked a little funny like, you know, you know, why are you trying to shine on me? And and I intervened and I said, you know, the key is this. 
We are all at different levels. And it's the truth. We are all at different levels of our understanding. And where you may have been a year ago may be light years behind where you are now. Because this is me seven me seven years ago is light years away, galaxies away from where I'm at right now. So one thing we want to do is give people the chance to grow. But I commend both of those ladies because what was so encouraging was that I saw two minds, although I went down there just to talk about fitness, I ended up stumbling into two minds that looked like they were in a vegetative state where they were, and not in a bad way, but in a state of, like, growth. All it needed was a little bit of water sprinkled on them. So from that, I just wanted to share that. Let's deal with this because this is something else I told them when I was there. Consciousness leads to death. We're always talking about being conscious, 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 I'm conscious, the conscious community, so forth. But let's deal with consciousness from a metaphysical standpoint. Consciousness leads to death. And death is life. One more again. Consciousness leads to death, and death is life. Let's take the story of Dionysus. Let's pull from this book, Dionysus, Myth and Cult. I'm just going to read a little short excerpt. It says, when the name God, with the name God, we are accustomed to associate the idea of a sovereign Lord who is, to be sure, sympathetic with the kingdom he rules, but does not himself share its joys, sorrows, and experiences. This idea is foreign to ancient myth. To it, the God, though he appears as a powerful individual, is still, in the final analysis, identical with the spirit and form, that is to say, the essence of the realm in which he is the ruler. The primordial primordial processes which are acted out in it must be consummated in the God himself. That's very key. Let me read that again. The primordial processes which are acted out in it must be consummated in the God himself. If his is a realm of an all-powerful eruptive vitality, then it cannot be otherwise than that he himself be born as a child. Since birth is the primal phenomenon of this sphere of being. But if his is a realm of dying and passing away, then he must himself die must himself taste the bitterness of a life overwhelmed. So let's skip down. It says, Dionysus, however, is both life and death, for his spirit reveals itself from out of the immeasurable depths where life and death are intertwined. That is why the myth also has him die. I want you to understand something about Dionysus. Dionysus is the same as Osiris. To really understand Dionysus and Osiris, let me give you this analogy. Think about the phallus or the penis, same thing. The phallus becomes conscious, erect. When you, as a man, are in the presence of your woman and she's smelling good, she's looking good, and those 
there's that pheromone exchange and you get aroused. You have become conscious. And as a result, your penis becomes erect. That's consciousness. That's why you see all these phalluses all in Washington and uh, every damn near everywhere you go. There's a huge one in Indianapolis. We got some in my hometown where I'm from. They put these huge, and I don't know if that's the proper plural uh, term for phallus, phalluses, but whatever. But that represents consciousness. It functions then as the sword. What does a sword do? It cuts. What does the vagina look like? A cut. It cuts and penetrates into that cut area in the woman. When he enters that woman, he will eventually succumb to her. To the feminine And thus he dies But 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 when he dies He ejaculates That is The understanding of Dionysus and Osiris It is through the death That the primal Substance The essence is Released And that essence is what serves as the gateway to a new life. We do it all the time in sex. Everything is everything. So we're so obsessed with consciousness, and we mostly associate it with life. And what do I mean by life? I mean remaining alive in our human bodies. You know, consciousnesses and, you know, I'm conscious of my blackness and we've got to rebuild a black community and I'm conscious of, you know, other aspects and ain't nothing wrong with that. I ain't knocking it. Like I said earlier, everything is necessary. But the key word is everything. So there needs to be another discussion also in regard to consciousness. And maybe to a degree we're missing a point here. Sometimes we think by becoming we call our, you know, this consciousness, we think we're really doing something. When in some regards, maybe all we're doing is just still running on the gerbil wheel. Running on the gerbil wheel because there's no balance. We live in a world of duality. So anytime you negate one aspect in a world that's governed by duality, you are locking yourself into it. Because if the world is governed by duality, then the only way to get out of it is to balance the two poles. So if all your focus is life, 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 life in a connotative sense, then you are trapped on the gerbil wheel. Because you're not considering the its polar opposite from a connotative sense. I keep using that for a reason. You're not considering its polar opposite. Therefore, you're trapped. 
You know the old saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. So let me ask you this. Are we co-authoring our misery by our desire to remain here? Don't you ponder on that. Are we, as melanin-rich people, co-authoring our misery by our desire to remain here? Are we looking in the wrong direction? So with that said, let's just get into life. So keep playing around with this. The etymology. Life. I think it comes from the root leap, L-E-I-P, Indo-European root. And it means anoint. The word life means anoint. Now, we all know growing up through our studies, you know, in consciousness and so forth, we know Christ means anointed, Mashiach, to anoint. So if Christ means anoint or Christos and the word life means anoint, then what is the true purpose of life? Is it not to become Christ? I mean, can we can we use our deductive reason and, and, and come to that conclusion? So if that's the purpose of life, and then we know that Christ is synonymous with Shiva, and Shiva comes, he is the destructive aspect of the trimurtic Godhead in Hinduism. And we see a major bridge between those two in Matthews 10 and 34, which I always quote, where Jesus says, do not think I came to bring peace. I came to bring the sword, which is to destroy. Then we see the singularity here between everything. If life is to become Christ, that's the whole purpose of coming down to this prison camp is to become Christ so that you can dissolve the matrix not to remain in it. So what am I getting at? I want to ask another question. Are you looking toward a finale or just getting whites to treat you better, Caucasians, Europeans, whatever term you want to use? Are you looking toward a finale or are you just looking to get them to treat you better? So we're always talking about consciousness from a standpoint of rebuilding the black community. Rebuilding the black community. Because once again, we associate life. We associate what we are involved in right now as life. Why do we think all those uh, Walking Dead and all those zombie movies, what do we think they're really talking about? They're talking about life or the existence that we are experiencing right now. This is the land of the walking dead. You're in the land of the walking dead right now. That's what that is expressing. So our our um, our need to Rebuild something in this reality We could argue that That is used also as a a tool To keep us bound And what we have now is a new 
type of neo-talentism that is developing. I have a plan for you. I have a plan that's going to free us. Well, I mean, honestly, Amos Wilson wrote the blueprint for black power, and I mean, that was a probably almost a, a thousand-page book. I mean, that pretty much summed up the plan if you're looking for something in this reality and physical world. So we keep having these different plans and plans and and. and and this person steps up with a, I'm the guy who will lead us into the next reality. And I'm the, and it becomes neo-talented tenthism. We get people all riled up. We get them feeling good. Like a Les Brown seminar. And I'm not knocking Les Brown because he works for what he works for. But if we're talking about an ultimate reality, then we have to question ourselves when we pose as these leaders who are going to guide people into the the new frontier. We understand the word lead is dealing with something running through a person, not about someone pulling the person somewhere. It's about you Awakening, awakening something inside of yourself. That's true leadership. That's why the word lead comes from plumb, as in plumb lines, because that's dealing with something running through you. So then this brings us up to the connotative idea of black power. Let's deal with this. And this is where we're going to start getting into the meat and potatoes. When we think of black power, let's keep it real. We're still dealing with 1966. SNCC, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Stokely Carmichael, Black Panthers. They did a whole ritual in Super Bowl 50 to let us know that that idea of black power was dead. They killed it in Levi Stadium. And as a brother called in and let us know, on the 38th parallel, they killed that whole black power idea. They dead it, that thing. But we don't pay attention. We're not symbol literate. What, what we do is We fall prey to constantly trying to reinvigor things and not understanding where we are in the cycles of time. And we know time's relative, but let's just use it, though. You know, where are we at? Let me, let me explain what I'm getting at. In 1966, at the same time this term black power emerges, emerges, in 1966, let me show you how this thing works. This elite group of Europeans were projecting to the year 2016. Let me tell you what came out in 1966, Star Trek. That was their answer for black power, Star Trek. That means, what, that, what, what does that mean? 
they were already projecting to the year 2016 in 1966. Also, in 19, at the end of the 1966 football season, you have the first official Super Bowl, where it's, where it's titled the Super Bowl. And we know that's a big-time ritual. What did they use to kill black power? Symbolically, they used the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50. Even in 1985, they were projecting to the year 2015 with the movie Back to the Future. In 1997, they were projecting to the year 2017 with Running Man. They pull it out right there in the opening credits or the opening, the introduction to the movie in the year 2017. And what are they showing you in Running Man? What does everybody rush to go and see on Saturday nights? UFC 205, UFC 206. They're showing, they they were already projecting what we're doing and involved in right now because we are people who do not pay attention. That's black and white. Don't pay attention. Our memories are like two minutes. That's why George Bush is all, got his campaign now about, oh, he's such a loving Oh, docile, harmless former president, and he's got out a book of paintings. If he can paint, then I'm a damn gymnast. I ain't buying that. But that's 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 a moot point. He's got this book of paintings where he's painting uh, pictures of these wounded warriors and showing them, you know, and where all the money is going to go and help wounded vets. But see how our minds are so narrow. We don't. We can't think. You can't remember. This is the same president that sat on the helm as for a whole war that was based on some bullshit. That these people are maimed and messed up because he sent them to a war over some bullshit. This is social engineering, and they put these things out to test the basic competency and intelligence of a society. We'll put him out, and, and people get all teary-eyed, and they position him in this hall with this uh, Klingon-looking Willie dude on NBC, and they got the two flags back there in the background, and, and, and it brings out that nostalgic feeling of that, God bless America. And people totally forget what happened. 16 years ago And all of the evidence That's that's come out and said That shit was a crock of shit Because we don't think So while they are projecting Right now they are projecting the 2050 We still trying to go back on some black power shit Pumping our fist So even if we don't participate In the mannequin challenge we still freeze ourselves in time, in stasis, because we fail to accommodate where we and to consider where we are in the cycle. I'm not trying to go and do what my mama did. I'm not trying to do what my daddy did. I'm not trying to do what my 
ancestors did 80 years ago, 100 years ago, because they were laying a foundation. You don't lay a foundation to go back on the ground. You lay it to build on. We're supposed to be understanding where we are in the cycle, not trying to go back and create some shit for some damn romantic, nostalgic feeling. We are used as batteries. We are used as hosts for parasites. Let me tell you how deep this is. Even in fighting for a better tomorrow, we are still fighting to create a tomorrow for the overlord. Let me back up and say that again. Even in fighting for a better tomorrow, you are actually fighting to create a tomorrow for the people who rule over you. That's the science. That's why they say fund everything. If you go back and trace everything, you'll find somebody funding it who you would say, well, shit, ain't this the person we're supposed to be trying to oppose? They had this whole thing come out about the Washington Redskins and take that off from the helmet, and it's it's, uh, degrading because that shit showed the original color of the original natives, copper colored, like the Webster's 1828 Dictionary says, the original American is copper colored. And that's why you see Kellogg's, Procter & Gamble, all these corporations are funding this. Now, these are the same assholes who pump poison to people. Oh, but they, they care about, oh, oh, that's so harmful and it's so racist. And we so stupid, we fall for all this. Everybody knows about the whole Black Lives Matter and the George Soros. But think about all the other things that are being funded by the same machine that you think you're fighting. Because they fund it because they know occult science. They will fund you fighting for them to have a tomorrow. Because they know it's a natural response to someone in their plight to want to fight back. And this is called the Hegelian dialectic. The Hegelian dialectic is based on the Trinity. It's based on the original Trinity of a masculine, a feminine, and then a Christ coming out of it. Mother, father, son. So they throw out some shit. They throw out a condition for you. And that condition is going to trigger a predetermined response. And the response that you provide then gives the resistance that they need to bring about the reality that they ultimately wanted in the first place. Because we don't take time to analyze. That's why you got a midbrain and a prefrontal cortex for them two to work together. One got to be analytical. One got to feel. One can't take over the other. They both got to be working. That's called the heroes gamos, the holy marriage. But they pick and choose which part of your brain you're going to use. Consciousness is you taking control. And I'm building to this thing. I'm building. I'm getting. I'm, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get to this climax here in a little bit. Y'all stay with me, because we're gonna build up to this Get Out movie. 
I'm going to drop some shit. Totally different from what you heard. Cause the, so we build it. In our reactionary state, we are fulfilling neo-Darwinism, which is their religion, which is survival of the fittest. Let me explain where I'm coming from. Neo-Darwinism is this new age survival of the fittest. I'm going to tell y'all what, because I want to be able to concentrate. I've been drinking too much water. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Let me run and pay the water bill. And you listen to First World Order Radio. If you want to call in, call in number is 626-414-3535. If that number doesn't work, you can call in 563-999-3735. I'll be right back. Don't y'all go nowhere. Dreams of order, this power, this like a circus shorted. Shorted, button up your jacket before you try to sport it. It's cold outside, protect your chest from unforgiving weather. I find your raw hide, chapter 10 like pig leather. Now what's better, knowing better, a mental slavery debtor. Got a vendetta for culture robbers and wool sweaters. For me, eugenics is these engineering and the prison sentence. A church and monster with temple to face your God's penance. I'm penniless, living in the pit of poverty, pimping is. Not the perm, that Cadillac pushing prints of the pinky kiss. True pimping is corporations from multi-nations who form monopolies Distort your situation. The media, the medium, the magic on the screen. Control your emotions, tell you when to laugh and when to scream. When to cry, when to be angry, when to bring hatred on the scene. You know what I mean? All right. Thank y'all for your patience. We back. Now I can be comfortable. Okay. Ghetto radio. That's how we do it. Now this Darwinism thing. When this goes back to Francis Cress Wilson, ISIS papers. As time goes on, I'm realizing just how much more valuable that book is. I just got to say that. Ashe, Francis Cress Wilson. When you're talking about recessive and dominant. The job of the recessive is just to survive, okay? The job of the dominant is to transcend. As a melanin-rich being, your job is to transcend. Their job is to exist, to survive. Now, this one caveat, one, 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 another agenda for them as part of this survival thing is robotics. See, you want to have a multifaceted approach to your survival. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. One of them is robotics, and that robotics is like an a insurance plan, and it's a push to find a new host or a new doorway. So robotics, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, these are insurance plans. The main pathway is to try to merge with this melanin-rich DNA. 
but also to try to try to merge in through tech because the response to to spirituality is technology that is their version of spirituality god lies in tech with them and i'm i'm building to something you know i try to lay my foundation so for the revolutionaries i'm getting on my soapbox for a minute All the revolutionaries, you know, be on YouTube talking shit, you know, and go around the country talking shit, you know, and what we got to do. Let me tell you how asinine this is. When have you ever seen a general or a war strategist go right in front of people he's supposedly opposing and talk about how his plans or what he gonna do, what we need to do. What we need to do is go over there and we need to um, invade the southern portion of Germany and then what we gotta do next is we need to invade from the west and we're gonna fuck them up. They ain't gonna see us coming. How asinine is this? This revolutionary talk, but you get out and whatever you, whatever your revolutionary agenda is, you get out and you spill it. You know, I'm going to come and bring you the plan on how we get liberated. Because it's a joke. Because we like to be emotionally stirred. We talk shit about people who go to church. But shit, I mean, it ain't no different. A lot of times, we go and have an emotional out, outburst, you know, and then we leave. Ain't shit change. Business as usual. You know, it's like, Pastor Show did deliver a good word today. What did he say? I don't know. But I'm telling you, the spirit was up in there. We bring the same mentality over into so-called higher learning. So I ain't seen no revolutionaries bust no guns yet. All this emotional chest beating and, you know, and this and that, I ain't seen nobody do shit. They come and get you all pumped up, get your fist pumping, get you all emotional, and nothing happens. And just like the church, they cater to women. And this ain't no knock on women because really it's actually because they recognize. See, this is the thing about women. My business is predicated on women because I know, as a personal trainer, I know what time it is. Women are loyal. Women are supportive. When a woman says she's going to do something, more often than a man, she's going to follow through. You know, sometimes as men, especially in my field, our egos won't allow us to accept help from another man. Oh, hell, I was on the, I was on the football team in high school. Hell, I know how to work out with them irons. Shit, I'll just go in there and get toned up and go out there and 
doing shit all wrong in the gym, but ego won't allow him to go and ask somebody for some help. And it's not all men. I got some male clients, but in general, my business has been predicated on women. And that's not me being deceptive. It's because that's just the nature of a woman. A woman, more often than a man, is more often to seek out help and to accept that she needs help. And a man will sit around, sometimes us, we, will sit around and fester in our own shit just before we'll ask somebody, especially another man, for some help. So I want to make sure I preface what I'm saying. So if you want to run a hustle, you stick to talking points that will cater to that audience. Because you know who your target demographic. Every business, you got to know your target demographic. That's business 101. You got to know who am I marketing to. So they come and they say everything that people want to hear. But as Bobby Hemmett used to say, if I come and give you a whole bunch of shit that you can agree with and easily digest, then you have wasted your time, your money, and your energy. If everything has just been palatable and everything just been, oh, it went down so well, delicious meal. Oh, if none of it was spicy and kind of burned the back of your throat, kind of burns your stomach a little bit or made your stomach bubble every now and then, then you ain't really got nothing. And this is what a lot of this whole black power reticate is based on. Get the people pumped up. Back in the day, we used to go to these revivals when I went to church. They'd bring some old Jack Leg preaching in. He'd get up there and get to spitting and stomping. You know, they take up about 15 different offerings. Well, we're just $50 short. And they come back around in place. You'd be like, damn, we've been in here, you know, for five hours, you know. And the same stuff goes on. Getting people emotional. This realm here that we're talking about, occultism and higher metaphysics, then we got to start getting into something where it gets a little scary. Where we're going into realms that we don't quite know where we're at, where we're going, but we know we had to go there. You ever been at a point in your life where you had to go down a road? Maybe it was a career path. Maybe it was a relationship path. Maybe it was some purchase or whatever. You had to walk out on a limb. Don't see I was talking about in the church, walk out on faith. We're at that point. We got to take a damn jump. We got to walk out. We kind of quit all this fucking regurgitated shit that don't mean nothing. It's time to go where no man has gone before. And man means mind, where no mind has gone before. That's where that's where we're at. It's time to stretch. 
And it's time to, in the meantime, keep it real with ourselves. All this talk about reclaiming the planet. We fail to assess the reality of our plight, just how degenerate we have become, which is it was prophesied. We're supposed to be this way, but we don't really understand it. Can you imagine me being responsible to clean off your streets? Can you imagine me being responsible to pick up your fucking trash? I'm talking about me. Don't count on me. Because there's going to be some days your shit going to be piled up. So I'm like, fuck it, I ain't going out picking up no trash today. Have you been to Walmart lately? Have you been to Kroger lately and just sat in the parking lot? People that take their buggy. Hell, that's even at Whole Foods. Everybody's fucked up. They'll take their buggy and I put it right beside your car and the wind blowing and the shit running and dent your car. When the damn place to deposit your buggy will be right two steps away. That's insane. And that's just on a minuscule level I'm talking about. Oh, we're going to take the planet back over. Those who fail to study their history and learn from it are doomed to repeat it. And the doom is to come back on the wheel of fortune, which is being snatched back down here into the gerbil wheel. So another group of parasites can feed on you. Again, have we considered how certain societal norms will be maintained once we gain all of this Utopian black power. Who's going to keep the roads up? Who's going to repave the roads when they got all these potholes and people about to hydroplane when it rains? Who's going to maintain the bridges? Who's going to maintain the power grids? Because, look, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Ain't now one of us ready to live without no electricity. You want to see uh, revolution or chaos break out in the streets? Cut off some damn internet. Don't let people be able to get on Facebook. You're going to really see chaos in the streets. Let them cell phones not work in these towers. I don't care how much cancer that they emit. You let them damn cell phones not work. These towers not, not to be activated properly. You're going to have mayhem in the streets. This is reality. We out of time. We got to stop with this bullshit, this feel-good shit. Get into the reality of where we're at in the time cycle. We are too dependent on the Western paradigm to all of a sudden have the overseer removed. Unless, unless, unless we are talking about shifting to another reality altogether. I know I'm on it. Because this, this ain't even no high science. This is just common sense. We're too dependent on it. Who do we think we're fooling? This is how we get scammed. Because we're not practical. And our own people scam us. 
They come with this air of, I'm a savior. Telling you how to have a plan to save you and your family. Save you. And you still got that Christian Muslim mind or Hebrew mind. And you're still looking for a savior. So let me now, 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 let me turn the tables, though. If I done beat us up enough, now let me turn the tables. Because now we're going to get into the metaphysics. We're in an overt state of degeneration and self-hatred. But let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. It ain't all bad. Let me tell you the metaphysics of this shit. And we're getting close to that Get Out movie. We're getting close. We're getting close. I ain't even seen the movie yet. But my, my homie down in Houston and my homie up in D.C., they done damn gave me shit. They done gave me four-hour lectures on the movie. So it's like I, I got enough of it to where I can make this assessment. Everybody copies us, right? Aren't we the trendsetters? Fashion, language, food, uh, entertainment, inventions, science, everything with the trendsetters. Let me tell you how this shit works. Everybody mimics us. But here's the key. This is this how see you got to think about this stuff metaphysically and deeper on an occult level. That's why you need to know your beginning. You need to be looking towards your end and you will understand what's going on. You're the trendsetter, right? So if you have gotten to a point in your cycle where you are expressing overt self-hatred, guess what the fuck is coming next? They don't copy that too. You heard it here first. They going to copy that too. You keep on worrying about we got to teach our people how to how to love and we got to teach our people how to Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But don't you understand that the hatred that you express, they're going to copy that too. And they copy that by trying to have that bigger ass, trying to have them bigger breasts, getting cancer by laying out, taking substances to try to everything under the sun. Prime example, Rachel Dozell, the woman who was passing as black and was a president of the NAACP, some chapter somewhere. It used to be black people passing as white. Now white people are passing, trying to pass as black. Now, we might get all huffy and say, oh, they're just trying to steal a civil rights status of black people and trying to blah, blah, know it's deeper than that. We're talking about a primal longing to merge with that DNA. We'll call this the Al Joseph phenomenon. You know, the cat back in the 20s who was in the blackface. What we're seeing is a degree of self-hatred is being laid out. Once again, 
I'm building up to that Get Out movie. I'm building up. It's a degree of self-hatred. And Francis Cress Wilson's words are sounding more and more prophetic by the day. So let me tell you what has happened on a metaphysical level. We have set a trap, a trap door. And even our degeneration that we think is so terrible, that's the trap door. Notice all the commercials featuring black women with white men, black men with white women. We already had that. From an occult standpoint, the ultimate reality is death. And the absorption of this illusionary world. The goal is transcendence. And this has to be absorbed for us to transcend. So, Frances Cress Wilson talked about, you know, her theory was the fear of a brown society, which she seems to contradict. They're putting out all these images, but see, there's still that lingering fear of what will happen with this brown society because there's a there's always that chaos component to this melanin. Okay? So Dr. Wilson's theory was based on the genetic dominance of melanated people. And basically, the dominant will always engulf the recessive. That's not a theory. That's a reality. Okay? So let me tell you what's really going on 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 an occult level. There is a monster lying dormant in the neuromelanin of the human body. Okay? At the time of gestation, during the forming of a blastocyst, this is called the morula. And the morula, notice more. The morula is this very dark mass, okay, which uh, in, in, in metaphysics we call the black dot, okay? Now, that morula, morula, that's M-O-R-U-L-A, look that up, morula. That morula is part of the stem cell development, which is called totipotent. Toti means all. It can become anything. Now, in this melanin, This area is where the dragon lies, the monster, and it's lying dormant in the human body. And it's cosmically connected to the great mother, this great monster called Leviathan, called Tiamat, called Lavado, called Typhon, called by many names. This monster is beginning to stir. I hope y'all following where I'm going with this. No matter, let me tell you something. No matter how this thing plays out, there is only one outcome. Total absorption of the lesser species by that monster, that dragon. That's the real black power. So, So, Let's get it, because I like to deal with etymology. Let's get into black power. The word black comes from the Indo-European root, shine, blaze, burn. We also get the words blend, bleach, blemish from that. Now, 
Some people go in on the whole black thing and say it means white. But let me give you the metaphysical breakdown on black meaning white. That still comes back to us because metaphysically what it means is that from the darkness, from the chaos, is the light. The light is produced from the darkness, from the depths, from the abyss. That is where the light emerges. That's why the root bell means shine, blaze. We're talking about the word black. Its Indo-European root means shine, blaze, burn. Then another root for it is kale, six, K-E-L, the Roman numeral six. And it means hollow, to cover, to hide. And words that come out of that same family are conceal, sale, cellar, cellular, occult, hell. Ah. Hell. And from hell we get sheel or sheol. Sheol becomes shell. Shell becomes cell. Your cells. And in those cells they have a little black mass center called a nucleus. Everything is always orbiting around something, some black, dark matter. The word power comes from the root poti, as in Lord, power. Sanskrit, pati, master. We get words potential, potent, powerful, possible. Now, I want you to take note of this. That the word magic itself comes from the root mag, M-A-G-H. And mag, listen to this, means might, power. So black magic or black power is really black magic. Let me say this again. I want to make sure that I don't, I'm not misconstrued. The word power comes from the root poti, which means lord power, master. But the word magic from its root mag means power. So black power is black magic. Now also from that same family of magic, you get mage, magi, invention. So an invention is to be working magic. But let me tell you what's the kicker here. What needs to be the message? To melanin-rich people, whether it's popular or not. And I'm going to harken back to another master, the great C. Freeman L. Ashe. He always talked about imagination. You got to break down that word. Three powerful words are hidden in there. The root M, I M, means copy. Mage means power, and nation means knowledge. So when you use your imagination, you are creating a world, and then you are copying it and duplicating it. So what is that really talking about? That in your mind, you create the image or the magi, or the power. The power comes out of your mind. You create that image in your mind, and you duplicate that 
in reality. In other words, everything starts from the mind. True black power is in your mind. Not in your dashiki. Not in your fist pumping. Not in talking shit. It's about stretching your mind. That's black power. You have the potential to create a whole universe, master that shit, and then destroy it. That is your charge. That is your mission. The whole world is dependent on us in the Western Hemisphere to bring the final solution. And the word solution means to dissolve. They're waiting on us to dissolve this bullshit. You will know the end times by the end fighting, says the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Ashe. Look at all the end fighting. Oh, they'll keep building highways. They'll keep building big buildings. They'll keep projecting. They, they had a commercial run for the theater in Dallas, and they were already talking about the 2019 season. Because they know they have to keep projecting. And your anticipation of what they project then creates the future for them. You have the potential to create a whole universe to master that and then destroy it. That's your power. So I want to get into this movie, Get Out. I have not seen it yet. I'm going to see it. But from the homie Gino is the, the, the new age. He's the black Siskel and Ebert. Gave me the movie breakdown. So, uh, again, we see that whole Francis Cress Wilson dominant versus recessive component played out in the movie. Uh, from what I gather. But I, I, I'm going to take a different spin on this whole thing. They see, we see in there what happens is they want this black body. They want the melanin, right? Okay, so that's a, it's a obvious, a no-brainer. But they want to see their consciousness into this cat. That's what they're doing with these people. They're taking the basic template and then they want to see their consciousness. Now, what I think of when I hear that is uh, there's a show called uh, on Netflix called DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And in this series, it's like nine people with superpowers. There's one in particular that's very striking. There's this young black guy. He has no basic uh, attributes the way he's presented. But in order to activate his power, he has to partner with this old Jewish science. Uh, he's like a neuroscientist. I mean, look at the, the – what, what are they saying? It's the same motif that's played out in this Get Out movie. He's a neuroscientist. So that means he's going to be the brains. And, I mean, they, they, I mean, they pretty much just convey that because the black dude just acts like a fucking idiot. Oh, what you talking about? So he's just the battery. And the Jew steps in and he's going to run him 
by controlling the consciousness. But let me tell you the flip to this. And this is my theory about this whole Get Out movie. Don't we think it's a little too convenient and too obvious that the that the the the, the main message is for black people, hey, look at what they're doing to you. They're harvesting organs and they're using you as a battery and you better get out and all you brothers with these white women and you better be careful. They're going to, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's just remember something. The ultimate reality is death. The ultimate reality is death. Okay? And Let's remember about what melanin is. It is condensed chaos. The moment you think it's going to go left, it goes left, right, up, down, in the middle, everywhere. That is represented by that whole concept of the, the slit test with the proton gun and quantum physics. When you observe it, it changes. But when you're not observing it, it goes haywire. That's melanin. It is an intelligence. So, is the movie more so talking about warning black people? Or is it warning so-called Europeans? Or so-called white people? That you better be careful. (laughs) You better get out. Before your ass gets sucked up by this monster I ain't heard nobody come from this perspective Because it's too obvious Just the whole thing of Yeah, you fuck around with these white women This and that Yeah, yeah, I can see that I see that But I'm looking deeper at this I'm going to tell you why You go on Netflix and look up the series Helix Helix One of the main characters is named Peter And Peter gets a hold of some type of black substance and this shit takes Peter over. And Peter can't control it. He loses himself. And the black substance starts taking him over and he becomes a villain. And he cre- and by it taking him over, he now becomes at odds with his brother. I can't remember the brother's name. But now they're at odds because this black substance has taken him over. And at a certain part in this series, they go down into the basement to recover all these different diseases there, you know. And they said, and they had all these people down there that, that were all taken over by these people who had become under the control of Peter. And they all had basically, talking about melanin, because it was a black substance. They were under control. But what they did was they lowered the temperature so that those people would freeze mannequin challenge, freeze pumping your fist, black power, freeze talking about we're going to take the planet over, freeze. They froze them. And when they went down there to get this substance, they said, oh, the heat started coming back on. They say, hurry up. We got to get out of here because they're waking up. When they make these movies, they are not just those. These movies are always part of a series, and you have to catch when they throw out the bone or the hint to what it's really talking about. The shit is talking about they got to get out before these motherfuckers wake up. 
Get out. So they were in this basement, and these people were starting to wake up because the heat started to rise. Well, that's a whole nother discussion on the heart shit, why you got to control the weather. My homie in Houston said this is the hottest, hottest winter in the record of Houston since they've been keeping the data since 1859. Hottest winter. Real shit. They're waking up. We got to get out of here. So then we come back and we got this movie, Get Out. Yes, you've been fucking around trying to merge with this, but you better be very careful because this shit is chaos. And it is going to overtake you. So I know I beat my people up tonight talking shit, but I want to let you know, do not have no despair. Because in the end, everything is going to work out. It's already worked out. Same concept is played out. Again, we got another Peter character with Spider-Man 3. And Peter Parker gets a hold of this black suit. And when he does, he starts pimping when he walks. He starts wearing all black. All of a sudden, he's a beast in the bedroom. The women love him. Motherfuckers cool all of a sudden. They're showing you all the benefits of it. But at a point, he loses control of himself, and the black suit takes him over. And the only way that they got it off of him was to run into a bell tower and a certain frequency made that suit separate, which did, did go a whole nother lecture. But see how we got two characters named Peter? You think that's a coincidence? Peter, Pata, Peter as in Christ, Christos, anointed. Each character was anointed with the oil and lost themselves. So this movie, Get Out, is saying, it's a warning to me for melanin deficiency. Either get your ass out or get get trapped in the mouth of the monster. So let me give you two more quick movies just to build on this. The Negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson came out in 1998. Funny thing, same year, Enemy of the State comes out in 1998. Both movies a black man was framed for something he did not do. Ain't that interesting? Let me give you a line out of this negotiator movie. Basically, Samuel L. Jackson's been framed for a murder he didn't commit, and he decides, fuck it, I'm going to take these people hostage until I find out. Uh, He goes up into internal affairs, and he takes everybody in in the office hostage until he gets resolve as to who's behind all of this. Okay. At a certain point, they say, we've got him contained. And then a guy, another guy steps in and says, no, he's not contained. He contained himself. He just cut us off. I want you to understand what that line was really saying. That line, when he's up at the top of this building, this this this, this skyscraper, and he's locked in this room, they're talking about the mind. And if you want to really experience black power, 
lock yourself in your mind and lock them out of that motherfucker. And that is true black power because they said, no, he's not contained. He just cut us off. He contained himself. Samuel L. Jackson's character in the movie is Daniel Roman. The word Daniel means judge of God. Roman, he's judging the Romans. When you judge me, you are judging yourself. Black power is black magic. Black power, black magic. Make no bones about it. Control your mind. So that's all I got this evening. A little quick share. Hope I didn't bore y'all to death. Want to remind y'all that I will be in Indianapolis, Indiana, on April 8th, 2017, speaking on Awakening Minds, Cracking the Bible Code. We'll be at Unity Center, 2163 North Illinois Street. That's Indianapolis, Indiana, 46202. Doors open at 4 p.m. Admission is $15. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate. Email MSZADA9 at gmail.com. That's MissZada9 at gmail.com. This is an SO Aqua 9 event, and we want to see your face in the place. So, once again, if you're in Cincinnati, Louisville, Kentucky, Fort Wayne, Lexington, Chicago. Come on out. It's going to be worth the drive. We're going to get it in, talking about various accounts of the creation story, formation of religion, Catholicism, Protestant Reformation. We're going to break down the metaphysics of scripture, hermetic philosophy, etymology, Ancient sciences hid in the scriptures, eschatology, and that ain't all. We're going to go in until they put my ass out, all right? So get your face in the place. Uh, You can go to Eventbrite and type in Awakening Minds, and you can find your tickets there. You can purchase the tickets online, so you make sure you got you a place. We're expecting to pack the building. So go to Eventbrite. And type in Awakening Minds Indianapolis for the location, and the tickets will pop up. So go ahead now and get that. Also, do not forget about 2017 United Washita Healing and Law Expo held by Dr. Eileen L. Bay and the goddess, his goddess, Kadira L. Bay. If you That'll be March 17th, 18th, and 19th. For information, you want to call 910-364-9099 or go on dralimlbay.com. All right. So 
That's all I got. If anybody got any comments, questions, now was the time before we open the doors of the church for a Christian experience. Press 1 if you got something to say or question or anything before we get out of here. I always want to thank you all for listening in. Shout out to the brother Blackwater and Meta Magician for allowing me to sit in on this show once again. And uh, shout out to Red Pill and Blue Pill who came down into Dallas, came down to Houston, and uh, I hate that I missed the brothers, but had my my girls this past weekend. But I heard that it was a like they used to see at church. I heard they had a high time. <laughs> so that's what's up. Um, forming that forming that Voltron, that Texas to New York connect. So shout out to all the people who went out and supported the event. Shout out to the brother Trey who put it on. So if all hearts and minds are clear, I'm going to throw on a little track and we'll get on up out of here. Cult technology to black power. We'll see y'all on the top side. And as always, you know, stay down till you get up. When you get up, stay down. And remember, April 8th, have your face in the place. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Peace. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion. But can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no rooms? It just don't make sense to me. All of us, one by one. Every day I write a 16 to keep me fresh like dentine. I'm old school, but I still need new green. The dungeon where the dragon breathe fire and torch things. Better known as the studio, the light I am holding. I guess you can call me Illuminati. It's me and my hottie. Hold the light in our bodies, projecting and star watching. Checking the cosmos by sipping the cosmo. Being stupid, it costs more than the willing to pay, bro. So I separate from the masses and looking like with new glasses. The time is fast, it just passes. The future's here in this massive pump. You can't run from it, you can't dumb numb and simplify and humdrum it. If you got it figured out, then let me know the secret. You're just confused as I am, let's be honest, let's keep it. 100 where the sober up blunted, this is HJ live and direct, ain't no front. Ain't no front, this is real hip-hop. No front. Ain't no front. No front. Ain't no front. To real and no front. Ain't no front, ain't no front. No front. The government give you Jesus jobs and junk food. I'm on another tip like sexual kung fu. Tantra mantra, watch me man up. If the God's with me, bow your back and stand up. Soy periodista, e activista, politico, silencio, e-ha. This is God hop, archetypal bars. I tempt the pendulum, dancing with the stars. Spectacular specs, I see fault. Peep the pectoralis, pop a squeeze hard. On any rapper, any actor, I'm the factor. I'm the fact. None divisible, the one they're coming after. They're coming Don't make after. me David Banner, turn a Hulk and grab you. Split you down the middle, dissect and tag you. Walking etymologist, ghetto psychologist. Looking for a botanist with a herbal hypothesis. No front. Ain't no front. This is real hip hop. 
the front. No front. Ain't no front. To real no front. Ain't no front. Ain't no front. No front. MCs be scooting when my tongue starts shooting. The king be young and bad face like Vladimir Putin. HJ the truth in the booth. I bust loose. When the game is on the line, I run the rock produce. The clutch rapper, big Mike, black lack of dapper. Down south originating, father, fifth factor. The mighty lyricist, linguist, legitimate. So moist, impeccable, my basic sentiment. I rip off any rooftop base from the tenement. My schedule is tentative to the dollars and cents it fit. Cause every line is a dime, no duds, only the buds. Mature flow hit you in the brain with a thud, so catch the Holy Ghost when I bless a 16. Fill it in your heart, liver, kidney, stomach, and spleen. When I'm on the scene, don't front, just lean. Chill, keep your composure, let the chorus sing. No front. Ain't no front. This is real hip hop. No, no front. Ain't no front. No front. Ain't no front. To real and no front. Ain't no front, ain't no front. No front. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.